Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And the We Love the Nats. Even this version. Are these even the Nats? (laughs) It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome to a Rastapod. We love doing the Rastapods. Basically, uh, anytime a new roster comes out for any set of games, uh, we get together, Ty and I do, and we discuss it. Uh, and and that's what that's what's about to happen in front of your eyeballs and your ear faces. So, uh, Ty, how you feeling? <laughs> Ready to fill some ear spaces. <laughs> let's let's shove it in their ear faces. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so so it's a whole. That's even better. <laughs> it's a whole lot of rando names. Uh, and and uh, normally uh, I or I, I might generally have them divided into position, but I do not today. So this is truly just going to be a slew of names. Don't worry about it, uh, guys. Welcome in. If if you don't know these names, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, we're, we're gonna. You might as well just take the 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 MLS stats page and just put it in a blender <laughs> and just see what comes out. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that. But it's a January camp. It's Camp Cupcake. It's uh it's it's domestic. Let's let's do this thing. Let's let's dive right Mad in. Mad domestic. It's domestic AF. <laughs> if you domestic will. Domestic AF. <laughs> all right, Woo. all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off go, a whole go, bunch go. of names and then we're 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 just gonna talk about them. And there's so much more to talk about too, uh, in in the general world of U.S. soccer. And and we'll we'll get to it also. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, dudes and dudettes. The most awesomest. You guys are the peeps. All right, here we go. The Rasta is for the January camp. Danny Acosta, Tyler Adams, clip clap clip clap clip clap, Juan Agudelo, wah wah, Paul Ariola. Uh, here's a dude, Alex Bono, goalkeeper. All right, uh, Bono, Bono, bonus Bono. <laughs> oh no, Russell Canoose. Uh, then we have Cody. <laughs> Cro- <laughs> then we have Cody Cropper, also a goalkeeper. Uh, I like this guy's. It's come to this, people. It's come to this, <laughs> Alex Bono. <laughs> Yeah, we're here. Right. We're in this with Alex Bono, uh, the Bono, if you will. <laughs> it's it's actually pronounced Bono. <laughs> it's actual Bono. Uh, it's Bono. It's, it's just Bono. It, it Bono. He, where everyone's like, everyone's saying Alex Bono. He's like, it's just Bono. All right. We also have the the very illustrious Marky Delgado, whose photo on U.S. Soccer I thought was crisp, clean, and classy. Uh, moving on, we have Justin Glad. We have Marlon Hairston. Yeah. Marlon. Get in, Marlon Hairston. Get in there. Uh, Bill Hamid, you know him, you love him. Ian Harks, uh, Ishiboy, uh, Diet, Cristiano Ronaldo, Brooks Lennon, the man himself. <laughs> Uh, whose face is depicted for all time in a Portuguese airport. Uh, he's, he's the uh, the demo mode of Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> demo mode. Yeah, that's right. We got, we got demo mode Ronaldo. Ronaldo, pardon me. Uh, uh, Nick Lima is here. Jordan Morris. It's your boy Jordan Morris. Justin Morrow. Uh, who's this guy? Ike Opara. We'll talk about it all. Uh, Tim Parker. Matt Polster, who you may remember. Uh, from two games or something like that. Great job, Matt Polster. What a legacy. Uh, Christian Ramirez. Uh, then we have Christian Roldan. Kellen Rowe. Rubio Rabin. Kind of low-key one of my pookie babies. I really fuck with Rubio, but he's he's done very little in a very long time. CJ Sapong. Yeah. Uh, Zach Steffen, another one of my faves. Will Trapp. Brandon Vincent. Rising star of 2015, Giassi Zardes. And uh, last, Thank goodness. but not, not leastly-ness, not leastly-less, Walker Zimmerman. And there we have it, folks. That's, that's the roster. That is the roster. Hold your applause. That's what we Hold got. Hold your ruckus applause. Uh, Ty, uh, upon, the, this, this has been out for a couple weeks, but let's, let's rewind uh, to the moment when you first saw this. What was your first impression? 
Uh, definitely a double take. Uh, in in retrospect, you know, I, I see a lot of the forces behind the way that this has played out. Um, but, you know, seeing Marlon Hairston on a U.S. national team roster is certainly something I never expected. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the continued uh, inclusion of Giassi Zardes also just makes me <laughs> that want to punch a wall. That is inexplicable. I mean, I'm, no looking, at, what, I'm looking at but, all these young names and then... Giassi Zardes, it just doesn't make any Giassi sense. Zardes. But, I, I, you know, I think, I think and hope that essentially they thought, okay, we want to basically just bring in these, like, eight, you know, uncapped 21 and 22-year-olds, but it makes sense to have some of the older MLS guys in there uh, because it gives them, you know, a little bit of leadership in camp, a little, like, role model to follow. It sets the tone. Like, like someone like Giassi Zardes can sort of translate what a national team camp should be like to, to these guys. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if he, if he starts and goes 90, I am going to go ballistic. Yeah, dude. It, it, it would just, to me, it would just indicate everything that is wrong. Like these, these Tim Howard comments that, that recently came out, um, the, the settling for mediocrity and the lack of standards of excellence within the program. Yeah. If Giassi Zardes and Juan Agadello are in there starting, Rockin' 90, uh, we got a fucking problem. But hey, that wouldn't be a, a surprise uh, because everybody knows we have problems. Would it, be, would it be worth it for us to zoom out a little bit before we dive into the details of this roster pod, who's here and who's not here? I always zoom out before I dive in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the safe thing to do. Let's go. All right. Let's get so lenticular. Let's, let's, let's lens-tacular. Let's lens it out here. Uh, let's aperture. <laughs> We're gonna close and open the apertures. Can you guys tell we don't have any material? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Dude, bear, we bear have with to... us while we while we have a, a a temporary dip in our usual enthusiasm <laughs> from a from an A plus down to a to a B minus. Yeah, for the this amazing thing craptacular is craptacular roster. Craptacular. It's craptacular, but. But but the game is not very enthusiastic. Our our B plus enthusiasm is 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 still enthusiastic. I think. I, I, I well, think and may I say before we zoom out, before yes, we zoom out, yes. that the the craptacular nature of it is ideally the part of it that's going to be on the bench, and the exciting parts are going to be what we see. And you know, I I I'm on record with you know guys like uh, Brooks Lennon saying I don't really see it. Um, but nonetheless, young kid hasn't really had a chance yet. He had his first kind of full professional season last year. Um, so that's exactly the kind of player I want to be seeing in this situation. Like I would have liked to have, you know, more of the, of the 17s involved, for instance. Um, but, but to have, to have, you know, a smattering of these guys, um, makes sense. And as long as the plan is for them to be here to play, not for them to be here to shadow the old guys who are going to play. Um, I'm I'm fully for it, so I I recognize that a certain amount of craptacularness is a part of this process of you know uh, digging digging pretty deep and and starting fresh. Um, so you know that that's that's okay with me. But it's a, it, the fact that it's okay with me doesn't make it feel any better. <laughs> it still feels very craptacular. It doesn't make it feel better. It feels a little bit rando. Uh, but. But who knows? Maybe somebody's going to shock us. Maybe someone's going to surprise us. That's what the January camp is all about. It is an opportunity uh, for a lot of these guys to, to, to just get a shot at this goddamn Rasta and, and, and try, to, try to break their way in. But there's one name who's not here who will never be here. Uh, and that name is Jonathan Gonzalez. Had, I, I have to bring it up, and I can't wait any longer on this pod, on this air, to <clears> mention <throat> the, the Jonah Galaxy. Jonah Galaxy, who was nominated for a People Award for we Fish of the Year. We hardly knew you. We hardly knew you. So everyone is kind of heartbroken over this Jonah Gonzalez scenario. If, if this is the first you're hearing of it, uh, thank you so much for having us as literally your only U.S. soccer podcast. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, Jonathan Gonzalez, U.S.-Mexican dual national, uh, in theory, played for the U.S. youth teams all throughout his childhood. Uh, however, attracted far more attention from Liga MX club teams than the, M and, uh, uh, than, the, than the MLS. 
couldn't get the sniffs, ends up in Liga Mekis, ends up, guess what? A fucking superstar over there, gets a taste of the sweet life, files a one-time switch. Ty, what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, the, 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 what I really want to know from you, I, I need your guidance here, right? As a new fan, I'm freaking out. I'm fucking freaking out because he seems good. Not like I watched all that many games that he played, but he seems good and, and, and people say he's good and people say he's going to start for Mexico in the World Cup and have we ruined our national team by losing this guy? Oof. Uh, no, we have not. It, it's, it's expected that there would be attrition from, from Trinidad. Um, and, and this is the kind of thing that, that happens when uh, events like that occur. Um, because for, for him, I, I fully believe uh, that Mexico was plan B, but all the pieces kind of came together where he's there, he's doing well, he's drawing attention, and then all of a sudden the U.S. doesn't make it, so he doesn't even have a chance. Um, and so I, I do, I, I think there was very little that we could have done to prevent him from taking this opportunity, because if I was him, I think it's a no-brainer, even if you really do wish to play for the U.S., because the potential of playing in a world cup is so life-changing at that age, you know, that, that, that could represent his chance to get a multi-million dollar contract and be set up for the rest of his life. So I think there was very little chance we were going to get the kid after we missed. Uh, however, I was extremely disappointed in the approach. Um, and the, you know, bear, you know, keep keeping in mind that we don't know the story firsthand. We, we have only heard the reporting of, uh, Hercules Gomez and um, what uh, Thomas Rongan said on uh, on Heller uh, the Heller podcast um, and uh, you know a couple other sources. Um, so we we only kind of know third hand. But what it sounds like is that the the U.S. essentially made some you know calls and some some inquiries and some leisurely phone calls to the best prospects since Christian Pulisic. So that that's all well and good, uh, but I think. It takes a little bit more than that when, when you have a kid who is apparently getting wined and dined by officials from the Federation, when his coach uh, is, is telling him that he ought to play for Mexico, uh, when he's surrounded in a, in a you know, Mexican cultural context and he's becoming a notable person there, and when his social media is blowing up with all these Mexican fans who want to see him play for them. Um, so I think it, it just reflects that, that the Federation has a long way to go in terms of uh, in terms of adapting to the modern era where recruitment is is a thing. Um, and I think this is something that Jurgen Klinsmann was papering over a lot of cracks with because he, for whatever reason, is extremely gifted at getting people to play for his team. Right, that and was like that the, over that was like the one thing that you could never question from Jurgen Klinsmann. Unassailably amazing at doing that. <laughs> like, I don't think like we lost anyone People you didn't realize could play for the States were, like, switching, they're filing their Precise, one-time switches. Precisely. It's incredible. Precisely, yeah, Man. and and um, and so that's that's my my other angle on the uh, Jonathan Gonzalez thing is that um, we have gotten very used to winning all of these, and we should expect that we lose some of them too. So you know, Jesse Gonzalez recently, the the FC Dallas uh, goalkeeper, even under Bruce, uh, filed the switch to come play for the U.S. Um, and he, you know, he was the Mexico under twenty goalkeeper at their at uh, one of the world cups man i so, would so you know, we, i would so take jonah galaxy over jesse jesse galaxy i i i would too i would too but but my point is um it's not that we just win the good ones and lose the bad ones it's that you win some and you lose some and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad doesn't and, it you know case in point doesn't is, it feel a little case bit in point is polisic right? right like we we got polisic and so it feels <clears throat> a little bit rough for me to... And, and you know, Miazga and some of these other guys recently who were getting courted by, by other teams. And right. Miazga is, a good, Miazga is a good shot because, you know, Miazga could have gone the other way. It feels a little bit to me like a Icarus situation. Like, the kid just got too hot, you know? Too hot, too quick. If, if Miazga was, was actually starting for Chelsea... For Chelsea, right, right, right. You know, at, at such a young age. So, so you know, you can, you can envision if, if Miazga was two years older, like, this very similar situation came up, actually, because it was, it was uh, two years ago in the fall that, uh, that Miazga got captied for the first time. It was um, against, in that uh, qualifier against St. Vincent and the Grenadines, where they scored first. Uh-huh. Um, 
where Nagby got his debut too, and and Miazga, uh, up until that point, there had been speculation he'd played like a full, you know, good year in MLS and done really well and played for the youth teams. Um, but you can imagine if if at that November uh, we had just failed to qualify and Poland had qualified, yeah, Miazga would be playing for Poland. Right. So this is well, I have no that's doubt. that's so, emphasis yeah, on the World Cup timing. I'm wondering if there's if if this is a situation where this kid just got. Too hot, too young. And, and, you know, Mexico, how could they resist the opportunity to try to court this kid? I mean, he was playing really, really well. Maybe if he was playing a little bit less well, we'd end up with him. Right, right, right. It's yeah. no less depressing that that's the case. But Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's academic. But the, the other huge factor is that Mexico is really weak at that position. Um, so so a, a stopper for them is a, is a critical need. And that's why he sees it as such a path to a World Cup slot because it's not like he has like outstanding players in front of him. Like Usually they're playing uh, Guardado or uh, Jonathan Dos Santos there who are both like, or uh, um, Hector Herrera as a, as a more deep-lying midfielder. And it's not really natural for any of them to, to play there. So to have somebody who can fill in you know, a little bit more of that, like, old uh, Rafa Marquez-style role, potentially. I don't know if he can really, like, dip into the center backs like that, but um, somebody somebody who can who can shore up the defense and kind of kickstart attacks and be do the dirty work, uh, That's that that is a direct need for their actual World Cup 11. Right, right so, now. And you know, this it's is just, right it, now. So it's, it's, I wanna... it's stars aligning, but, like, to, I just want to make the overall point that, like, Look, stars are going to align, that happens, but the most important thing is that we make our best effort all the time. Like, this, this directly mirrors the Trinidad situation, right, where, right. where it, we, we let it go from a 98% chance to a 92% chance, you know? And so all the apologists in, in the Federation and, and Rangan, like, all they talk about is, you know, well, he, he felt Mexican, he wanted to go play for Mexico. But there, that's not that's what this not is about. So, so I had a very, that's... I had a very frustrating conversation with a friend of mine, uh, the morning that this news came out, in which he was like, "Well, don't you think, don't you think he might be happy playing, playing for Mexico and being able to go to the World Cup?" I said, "Look, man." First of all, first of all, I'm not mad at Jonah. I'm not mad at Jonah. I'm mad at everything else that occurred. I'm mad that somebody who looks uh, Mexican feels disenfranchised, feels like they're not getting the looks Oof. they deserve. I'm mad that preach. I'm 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 <laughs> really, yeah preach, man. I I'm really that really upsets me. I'm mad that our soccer federation is so disorganized that we have to go back and be like, wait. Did you call him? Did you call him? Who call? Who was calling him? That is fucking <laughs> absurd. I cannot believe right. that we're in right, a position right. where we are like we're having this like uh, he said she said over Jonah Gon- Gonzalez. I am not mad at Jonathan, but I am nevertheless a little bit sad for Jonathan himself as well because this kid clearly, clearly wanted to play for America. He that's obvious. That's obvious. And I'm not being nationalistic. He played for the states growing up. I'm a dual. I myself was born in Tokyo as were you, Ty. We were born in Tokyo. I you know, we were then playing doing all of our things here and I myself totally get it. If I if 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 I was in his position, I'd be like I want to play for America, but I'm a literal actual superstar in Japan. And this is an upsetting situation, but I'm going to play for Japan. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not happy for Jonah Gonzalez. So all Newsflash. all around, I'm just I'm just Clayto's huge in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking enormous. <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, I guess I'll rap in Japanese. I'm okay yeah, with that. It's not wait, what I planned on, but I'll do we it." We haven't revealed this yet, but but Clayton is actually a star midfielder for Urawa Reds. It's <laughs> you don't understand. When I go over there, it's VIP room everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm back here. I'm at Denny's. I'm at Denny's. Oof. This fucking awesome kid had to make this very difficult decision, and I am. Also, right, right. very sorry to you, Jonathan Gonzalez, for when <coughs> we wiped the fucking floor with you and Dosa Zero in, in, Col- in Columbus 
uh, at the stadium which we make in, our in national Doha. which we make our national team in stadium. 7 years in yeah. 7 yeah. years <laughs> i feel sorry for you jonah gonzalez when you're no longer Holistic's the flavor of the not month not make you 8000 times in a row <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But there's also a chance that this fucking this poor kid loses his spot on the Mexican national team, loses the spotlight in it. Liga MX, right. and then right. has to watch his actual friends. Okay, these are people that he's friends with, that he has he played with, grew up around. that he will yeah. have to yeah. watch them play for the country that. I'm not trying to be a dick to your to Jonathan Gonzalez's parents, but he's gonna have to watch his friends play for the country that he, per, on a personal level, affiliates with most. Right. And and so I right, really right, feel right. for the kid. It's a very difficult decision to make at a very young age, and he can never go back. It sucks, man. It sucks. It's like when your when your bro goes from you know East Dillon to West Dillon. That's right. You're like, sorry, dude. Sorry, man. We can't hang out anymore. <laughs> we fucking we can't crush tall boys in the parking we lot. We cannot anymore. hang out anymore. I'm hanging with. You have to Weston. crush tall boys in your own parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you have, to, but you have to crush tall boys either way. <laughs> so listen, man. This is not. So, it's not a simple okay, situation. Well, uh, look, look. Yeah. We here on We the People. We we're, we are upset, but we are upset not because not just because of the personal uh, kind of. Um, crappiness of this situation extending from the crappiness of winning the world cup for jonathan uh but we are upset because the federation does not have a game plan for wooing dual nationals uh and clearly in this day and age especially if you're a melting pot country like us there should be like a department (laughs) who does this like this should be someone's you know door label is like dual national Procurer. Yeah, you guys realize at some point a handful of pilgrims literally recruited everyone else who's here, right? You got that, right? <laughs> We're really good at this. So anyway, so we want pra- we want we on this show are about practical tactics, right? We're about we're about actionable fixes, not just about complaining. So I have one actionable fix okay. to suggest. Which is that Polisic in a LeBron-esque way. That's right. I love this. I love this Needs solution. to be calling these kids. I love this. To be saying, to be saying, dude, we are, we are going to come back better than ever. We are not only going to be in it next time, but we're yeah. going to try to win. And I want you yes. to be a part of that with me. I know. I am about to be one of the top five players in the world, and I want That's you to right. be on my team. Oh, imagine getting that phone call. How do you say no to that? I mean, it, it, it feels like if... You want to play with this, Carlos Vela? Sure. Yeah, have fun. Right. Do your thing. That, that, <laughs> like, what, what happens when Juan Carlos Osorio gets fired? What are you going to do then? Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You got to put on a little... A little um, you got to put on a press. You got to take, take the parents out to dinner. You know, you got to send some swag. Whatever, whatever's within, you know, within the realms of FIFA statutes, which, which I, I, don't, I don't fully know. And he's looking around being like, look, you guys didn't even, you didn't even know I was here. Like, you didn't even realize I was here. <laughs> look, man, we're, we're, people are slipping through the cracks. Uh, we, we handed out a peep for that. Oh, that was myth of the year, wasn't it? That was myth of the year. No one's slipping through the cracks. And I also, I, I'm a fucking prophet, dude. I was like, myth of the year is that people are not slipping through the cracks, and I can't give fishy of the year to Jonathan Gonzalez because we haven't fully cap tied him. I, I I mean, come on. I was like, I was, I, I, it's, I hate to say it. Now, we're, thir- we're about 30 minutes in. I haven't talked about uh, this game or this roster. I, I don't know if we've addressed a single. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I mean, this, this is Jonathan. A, <laughs> be the people variety hour. <laughs> Let's bring okay, it back in. Uh, a little housekeeping. Uh, but, the, you know, this, this is a big deal, and, and, and we gotta, we got to wrap our heads around it. Not, the, not that Jonathan Gonzalez is the answer to our problems, but he is clearly it's a an symptom. It's symptom a symptom of exactly. the disease. And, exactly. and we need yeah. to understand this. We need to look at this and address this and figure it out. And we got to get every goddamn Jonathan Gonzalez we possibly can. And they look black. And they look Mexican. And we got to stop being weird about that. And they look Asian. And they look Asian, too. There, there are Asian kids who are good who aren't encouraged to play because there's a stereotype about Asian kids. 
Let's let's just say it. <laughs> you know? Like, Is that cool with you guys? Reach out to us at WTP Pod. Maybe maybe you folks out there don't even feel like it's a race thing. Uh, I'm I'm certainly let's discuss it, man. Let's discuss it because I just get I just feel like it's a race. Well, thing. I think uh, it's you know, I think I don't know. So so reach out to us at WTP Pod. Reach out to us uh, on Twitter and 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 let us know what you think. Okay, there is a very consistent phenomena that you see all the time with uh, with with football. Certain types of people are associated with certain positions. And when and it's not necessarily that right. people think that a certain race of people is better at playing a certain position. It's that there is a model in their head of what a, say, quarterback looks like. And so it is very hard for coaches when they have the option to choose who's going to be my starter. You look at the kid who looks like Tom Brady, that seems like a much more viable choice than the kid who looks like Russell Wilson, right? And so... There are a hell of a lot of Russell Wilsons who right. didn't get the chance because the coach picked the Tom Brady kid, even if he was 10% worse, right? And that's the way that it is here with soccer. We, if, if you just go to someone on the street and you say, what, is, what does a soccer player look like? They're going to think of a white guy in this country, right? Because... How did we get there? How it's did that insane, happen? But it's, it's insane, absurd. but that's what happened. Um, and and it's not it's not that people think that non-white people aren't as good at soccer. I clearly that's not true. But there is there is essentially a, a mental model that says that when you're looking for the best soccer prospect, he looks like Christian Pulisic. And like I've told you know we've talked about before, if Christian Pulisic looked like Timmy Chandler, he wouldn't be Christian Pulisic, right? He got opportunities because he is strapping and confident looking. Facts. Facts. It is amazing how far Timmy Chandler has gone in life with that fucking face. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. He, he, and he, and you know, because of the way American society is, Pulisic was going to be successful whether he went into finance, medicine, the law, whatever. That kid, he's got the look, right? He's got a look that people trust. And so when it comes to who's right. going to get extra coaching after practice and who's going to get picked for the, you know, travel team and who's going to play striker, like, Th- these things make a difference. Um, and so, so, so what you're saying is, is Huge. absolutely the big point. And there was a great uh, response to the Jonathan Gonzalez thing that came from um, Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson, he, he went on like a little Instagram uh, rampage about, about he, he was saying like, everybody's talking about ending pay to play and all these things, but he's, he's saying like, why, why are people trying to find the next Pulisic? Why aren't people trying to find the next me? The kid who grew up wrong side of the tracks, didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of opportunity. And, and to me, it's one of the great tragedies of, you know, I, we're, we're apolitical on the show, but it's one of the great tragedies of American society to me is that we have a huge untapped potential in all sorts of people who don't get the right opportunity to succeed. And so, so, so for me, this is an area in which U.S. soccer should be at the vanguard and should be leading um, and, you know, I'll just throw in one request that some candidate for U.S. soccer president step up and mention this stuff. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I, I, not that I get a vote, but that would swing my vote. <laughs> and some of them are pretty good. And, we, you know, we, we don't have a stance and, or an endorsement or anything that's not our, our place. But we, we want this dialogue to be front and center. No, and it's not, not because it's, it's not just because we're like, you know, bleeding heart you know, uh, diversity first people or whatever, though that may be true. It's that we want to win. And, and when I, when I look at the player pool right now, I, I see yeah, that's 10%, the thing. It's like, 20% I... of the ki- you know, of the males <laughs> in our country have the opportunity to become great soccer players. If that, so, so that means we're missing out. The, there, there are kids who are playing for Mexico. There are kids who are playing for France. There are kids who are playing for Germany who come from backgrounds where in the U.S. they can't become soccer players. That's right. And rant. <laughs> Speaking of... And end of, end of rants. So, guys, this, this is all leading up to something. There is a game, okay? Uh, it is USA versus Bosnia-Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Herzegovina, whichever you prefer. It's going to be on uh, the 28th of January. What day of the week is uh, that? Do we know? Whatever. <laughs> I, missed, I missed that. 
Whatever. So it's on a day. Uh, it's it's going to be broadcasted around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Fox Sports 1, Unimas. Check it out. Um, so there, it, it, let's, let's, let's fucking, let's break, let's cut the, cut the cord, move on from this subject. That's how we, that's how we feel about the whole Jonah Gonzalez thing. Uh, now that that's all been said, Jonah, it's over. you chose the other team. I am looking forward to the rivalry between you and Pulisic for a lifetime to come. Uh, it's going to be glorious. I'm looking forward to Weston McKinney's crunching tackles on you. Yeah, Weston <laughs> McKinney's going to fuck your face up. Uh, because he's... Get out there, Wes. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple... I, 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 we got to dive into this this damn roster because there are people in here I don't know and don't really know anything about and, and, I, and I need some help uh, wrapping my head around this. Like, uh, you know, who, who, who's, who's Bono? Who's Cropper? Who's Nick Lima? Tim Parker? Who are these people? Where, where'd they find him? Ian Harks? Marky Delgado? Where, where are these people coming from? Are they playing in college? Are they in the, the MLS... You know, who, who are these folks? Uh, so let me, let me give you one facet on this. And, and on this show, uh, uh, to zoom out before I zoom in, on this show, we care about one thing, which is winning the damn World Cup. We don't care about the Gold That's Cup. Right. We don't care about the Copa America Centenario Plus Two. We don't care about... Uh, we, we, we only care about the Olympics because it's a way for the World Cup team to practice. We care about winning the World Cup. So let me list off the players from this roster who are what we call World Cup winners, which are players right. who have the potential to someday be at the level where they could win a World Cup. Okay. Now I'm going right. to go. This I'm is going to take, guys, are you paying attention? Because it's not going to be a long, this is going to happen fast. It's a little longer than you'd think because of the okay. youth of the roster. Like, obviously, you know, there's going to be more 20-year-old potential World Cup winners than 30-year-old because the, they get weeded out year by year, right? Yeah, because so, they haven't proven that they suck Exactly, yet. They, and they haven't fallen off the rails. Like Jordan. Jor- Jordan Morris was a World Cup winner three years ago. Not anymore. Uh, Zach Steffen. You, you're a World Cup winner. Yes. Uh, I Justin love, Glad. I'm, I'm a fan of Zach Steffen, of, of the whole goalkeeper pool. Zach Steffen is my favo uh, for Ray, though. Justin Glad is a World Cup winner. Um, Tyler Adams is a World Cup know. winner. Tyler Adams, I see it. Will Trap? And yeah, yeah. that's it. Thank you. That's it? Walker Zimmerman? No? Uh, not for me. You I mean, think I. So? I think uh, if you're worse, if you if you're second fiddle to Matt Hedges and and Matt Hedges can't handle Martinique, um, then then it's hard for me to say World Cup winner. Yeah, I feels you. I feel <laughs> I feels you on that. Uh, now Brooks Lennon. Now you haven't seen it. I mean, I I'm out. I'm out on Brooks Lennon. Um, you're out. I'm in on I'm in on Sargent and and Carlton. Uh, maybe Ian Harks. You could convince me, but I haven't seen enough of him. Um, but so, so, so that's it. So those are the players who I want to see. And those are the players whose performances are relevant to me. Uh, everything else that happens is, is essentially, uh, window dressing. Uh, And, and may I place particular emphasis on Tyler Adams, because in my opinion, he should move. Uh, I, He's got to he, get out, man. Yeah, so I think you it's saw, time. Are, you, are you familiar with the struggle Kyle Laren has gone through recently? Yes, I am. Trying to get out of the I MLS? Am. I am. You're right. Same thing happened in Nagby. Same thing happened to Kellen Acosta. Will the, will the soccer gods please bless Tyler Adams with a smooth transition out of the MLS? I am sick of seeing like almost exciting transfers to Europe for our MLS players that don't go through. Right. Very frustrating. Right. And you see you see the rewards of it with someone like Will Trapp, who if he went to Europe earlier, when when he was hotter and, and had, had more potential, maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently. He's now irrelevant. He's he's fine, but he's gonna be a he's career fine. MLS. He's player, an MLS and he's squad just fine. player. I mean maybe and maybe like, he'll do you know, a Kyle Beckerman and he'll be he'll make a World Cup roster for the US late in his career when right. he peaks. But he's not gonna lift the he's not gonna he's lift, not gonna the, lift quality the quality of this the team, Jules Rumet you know. along with Polisic. So 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 but to me, uh, Tyler Adams in particular, his his ascension is critical because it, we we are losing a generation of, of uh, you know midfield players, the the Bedoyas and Jermaine Joneses. Uh, of the world, where it's it's time for a headlining central midfielder to uh, to prop up someone like Michael Bradley in the way that um, 
that uh, Rafa Marquez has has stayed with the team. I think Bradley could stay with the team and could be valuable and 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 game changing. And Michael Bradley, I dare say, could be a World Cup winner. I think I I, I know people are mad at him, but I think Michael Bradley would make the roster of a lot of teams that could win the World Cup this summer. Um, so so you know, for for me, he's he's a keep uh, through through Qatar. Uh, but he's not going to be able to be the the, the engine driver uh, that he has been, and so he needs someone to to assume that that role and that responsibility. And Tyler Adams is like the perfect candidate, along with McKinney. Yeah, that kid Adams is like a lit fuse, man. He's intense. Yeah, He's I love it. Intense. I love it. Like about yeah, about awesome. McKinney, we it's said great to watch. We said. Um, he the the thing that's really impressive about him is that he doesn't accept the way that the game is. He sees himself as the agent of change to make the game go the way his team wants. Uh, and that's something Adams that. certainly, certainly has. I think Adams is a little bit more uh, uh, personal. Like, he's a little bit more, like, one-on-one, in-your-face. And and Weston is a little bit more tactical and a little bit more uh, positionally right. aware. So I think Adams, Adams would be better at playing in kind of, like, a free role, like a free kind of number eight role, whereas Weston would be better at as, like, a... Uh, you know, holding holding mid, trying to push the game in a certain direction, uh, but they bring that like critical Americanness, both of them, in in a tremendous way. Like the, I think Tyler Adams is someone who could be a star here. This is true. They have they have a they have a very there is something very optimistically American about them. It's like the good the good sides of our country. It's like uh, industry, like hard work and optimism at its finest. I know? love it. And 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 a little you know screw you attitude like yeah yeah and there's just, there's, just there's no reason why you, you he know? shouldn't be rated as highly as you know equivalent players from more established countries but that's the reason why now is the time to go because now is now is where now's that gal, that goal now is, really is the time and so. and no literally no one has ever become a world superstar and by developing in the MLS system it just doesn't happen you know like. I, I think it's fucking like it's <sighs> yeah, great that yeah, we, we have this idea that the MLS can become a great league and not be a selling league. That that's great. We you know we should angle towards that. Right now, it's a motherfucking selling league, and the, right. the more times we we fail to get these deals through, the 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 less value our league has. You know. Agreed. We, Agreed. Well, like, and the less Tyler likely Adams, that players if are. If Tyler Adams goes to fucking Besiktas or whatever. And they would crush his game. Turkey. You people don't understand how impactful that will be for the MLS. Right. Like right, how exactly. good that will be exactly. for the league. Yeah. They think that pe- the, the the psychology is if we lose our good players, it's bad for the league. And that's fucking foolish. If if our players go on to be a big deal and they started here, everyone will remember right. them. Right. Exactly. That's part of soccer exactly. culture. Everybody knows where Hummels came from. Well, Everybody. And- knows you know what i mean let me let me uh, Where quickly note from. that if your interest is maintaining the quality on the field you can sell adams and you can buy a 28 year old swiss player for this for for less money who is better like, we're, we're not saying we're not saying he's you know the greatest midfielder you can have we're saying that he he is great already and he's 18 you know that's that's what makes him special so if your interest is maintaining quality on the field you can replace uh, our young American players at a profit and, uh, and, and, you know, retain the quality on the field while establishing uh, a, a foothold and a, and a market and a brand, as you said. Like, the, the fact that MLS players go elsewhere and do well is absolutely crucial, both for U.S. soccer and for, the, for MLS. Um, and, and it has not been seen as that so far. And it's already damaging uh, the careers of, of other players like um, Josh Sargent because Sargent might have gotten a couple games this year. At, at an MLS team, but he didn't sign because he didn't want to be tied in. Right. So you right. can't, the, 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 these kind of policies have knock on effects for the way that young people in this country treat MLS, treat MLS's academies, and think about the game in the US in general. And go figure, you know, maybe somebody like a Jonathan Gonzalez, I'm not saying in this case, but I'm thinking, okay, that kid, because he's not able to latch on and, you know, establish himself in the US, he has to go somewhere immediately, right? Like the, the, there's there's now this dichotomy where it's like if you're good at 16 or 17, you better you better find a grandparent somewhere else 
so that you can play youth, you know, you can play as a 16, 17 year old without being locked in for the rest of your goddamn life, you know? So it's almost as if we, we should be targeting people with, with grandparents that have a European passport, you know, it's like, it's like ridiculous that we have to even conceptualize it in that way and think about it in that way. All because why? Why are we? Why are we even in this position that we have to think about the passports and the grandparents and the rules and all that shit? Why? Because the MLS doesn't like to sell young, sell their players. <laughs> right, like, right. It's the MLS, a that, that's it's ultimately a why. Like yeah. the MLS doesn't like to play their players, and they don't. The, their young players, and they don't like to sell them off. Right, and, and that that first fact, things, I do want to touch on that. That that is one of the yeah. most perplexing aspects of this whole thing. Is is uh, there, there was a uh, someone did an analysis. I wish I could remember who on on Twitter, but they they put out. It was uh, I think of the maybe twenty biggest leagues. Uh, the proportion of minutes played by under twenty players of that nationality. So like Chinese players in the Chinese league, English players in the English league. MLS was the fourth worst. So. The fourth worst out the of who? Four, out of, out of what, twenty, if I recall. I mean, I, I apologize. I wish I had this in front of me, but it was it was there. There That's is right. statistical number crunching that is coming out that says that yes, indeed, MLS plays its uh, you know young Americans less than other countries play the young players of that nation. Baffling. Uh, it's not like it is it's not truly like baffling. It's soccer. It's baffling. It's not like the soccer happening on the field is that fucking class. <laughs> exactly. Kid, exactly. You know? It's not like people are turning on their TV in their millions to like you know the the FS1 games get a hundred and eighty thousand viewers. Like they get they get <laughs> oh like fewer viewers than like a PewDiePie stream. You know. The, oh, like it's fucking the, brutal. The, the amount of people we're talking about is is insanely low. They get less. They get less views than Irish kid can't dab. Yeah. So so like the 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 argument that we have this like golden goose that we can't possibly jeopardize by putting Ian Harks out there for thirty minutes at the end of a game is crazy. <laughs> You're like, how it's much crazy. worse? Like, did you see DC United last year? <laughs> this this team is <laughs> awful. Like, how? What's the what's the big deal? Like, why? You know, okay, Carlton, Carlton. I, I, I guess I get. Like they've got they've got some some hot shots up there. Like there's there's players in his position right, who right. are doing, like, you know, and they're they're yeah, pushing yeah. the playoffs. But like these teams at the bottom, like why aren't they? You know, just just log minutes, get minutes in. Like sell sell your bigger, you know, more established players. Save money. I know, and I and I don't. I once again, I it's it's cultural. It's like. The, the teams don't realize that being a, the source of a superstar can make your fucking franchise for Ooh, life. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like dude. if you are the so if you if you developed Neymar. Right. What's that what's the team? I Santos. Forget. But Santos. Yeah. Well Sa- Santos, Santos Santos lasted, you know, 30, 40 years off of the afterglow of developing Pele. Right. And then, you know, okay. it took them, you know, they developed a couple good players in the meantime, but then, you know, that 40 years later, 50 years later, they develop Neymar. And, and that's, yeah. that's now going to be their thing for the next 40 or 50 years, you know? It's like, yeah, totally. that, that's absolutely, that's a, that's and a role you have and that's okay. And then you have fans coming to the stadium year after year looking for the next Neymar. So DC United. Yes. Signing Pauli Areola Nips is not going to make your franchise. <laughs> it's, but yeah, yeah, but right, right. breaking a new U.S. star might. Right, it right, might. exactly. Like, like, can you imagine who's the person? Who's the person who's like, oh, Friday night they kick back. They're like, oh, I wasn't going to watch DC United, but I heard about this Paul Areola transfer. I'd better tune in. <laughs> I and I, I love the guy. Nobody. I love the guy. But, but there's no Nobody. there's no Q score there's there, you one, know? Like, there's one small oh. family in Mexico who's like, we miss Paul Areola. The Areolas. And we, we want to continue to watch tuning him. in. They, you got three more viewers. But like like why <laughs> I, I don't get why the union sign, you know, uh Tranquilo Barnetta. I guess I did just recommend that they sign twenty-eight-year-old Swiss people, so that's ex- that's like an exact counterexample. But like, uh, let's say Bedoya, go with Bedoya. Okay, the Philadelphia Union is paying like two million bucks a year to have Alejandro Bedoya. Is there a soul on earth who is going to the Union or watching the Union because of Alejandro Bedoya? 
you know? <laughs> Shit. No, no, I'm sorry, Bedoya. You're you're a utility squad player. You're you thank you for your service. You're probably bro. shipping some no. jerseys, right? I guess you're shipping jerseys, <laughs> but like if if you hit on one of these kids, like like, you know, the what's what's uh what would Polisic's transfer fee have been if perfect example okay the union could have had Polisic, right he grew up like two hours away so what if the union sure. had figured it out enough to get the best kid in their region and sign him like what's Polisic's going to go for like upwards of 50 million there's no amount of Alejandro yeah. Bedoya jersey sales that can make up for that. <laughs> and then if you even just forget about the number, first of all, you're, you know, 50 mil. Like some of these players can really give you a lot of money in the short term, but just the reputation wise. Yeah, exactly. You know, James exactly. Sancho goes to Dortmund from Manchester City, right? He's, he's looking at a, a French, a brand. He's saying, yes. These people understand the game. They understand how to develop youth. They, they, have a, they have a high octane style of play. This is a team that I want to play for just because of the whole general vibe I get from it. And how do you create that? By letting them leave. By letting them fucking go. By letting Mkhitaryan leave and letting Mats Hummels leave and letting Goetze leave. That's, that, that is part of the reason why teams go to Dortmund is they believe that when they're ready, they're going to be allowed to go. So, yeah, that, this is a perfect analogy. And the U.S. soccer eyes have been cast on uh, Dortmund quite a bit lately. And, and we should be taking note because that we, we should be the Dortmund of leagues. You know, it, it's not we're not going to be the best league. We're going to be competitive. We're not, we, you know, there's always going to be a giant who is who is leaking money. You know, there's always going to be an EPL or a China or wherever where they don't actually have to worry about it actually making any money because of, you know, cultural factors. Like, that's not going to be us. But we can build a sustainable model in this country based on taking kids at, yeah. at, at 12 and selling them at 20. That, like, that exactly. is sustainable. Let's take advantage of those leagues that leak money. For, exactly. This exactly. is a... Kevin was explaining this to me yesterday, that, the, that Manchester United loses T-dot. money every year and... And it's totally shouts to Kevbot. Madrid and Barcelona are propped up by government because they're politically important. Like Real Madrid, Real Madrid has like hundreds of million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in interest-free loans from the Spanish government so that they can continue operating because no one is going to get reelected if Madrid goes out of business. So it's like a wonderful opportunity for, for MLS. Like MLS, our role is to get players, American players at 12 and sell them to Madrid at 20. Okay. Like, yeah. and that's not something like, look, I, I recognize that there are, there's, there is, um, cultural fabric and history and, and, um, what's the term capital, right? There's social, like cultural capital behind why those teams are the best teams, you know, why people go out to see and watch those teams. But the, an academy system is something that can be replicated and something that can be transferred, right? Like, you're, you're talking about, like, a, a fairly contained ecosystem of, 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 you know, people who can be brought from place to place, like our boy uh, Tom Beyer, who was working in Japan for a long time, um, who's now working with the U.S., like, Clubs can import, as you know, Atlanta has been doing, like bringing in the infrastructure and bringing in the personnel to create a successful youth academy. And and this is like it's like the venture capital of the soccer world. Like you're gonna, you just have to put in, you know, a few million dollars now, but in five, ten, fifteen years, I mean that that could be the greatest bet of all. That could be an even better bet than trying to think that people are gonna like really start tuning into. The MLS games on mass. Oh, for it's like, sure. That's, I mean, that's the it's long, for sure long, a better bet than that. Plan, you know? That shit's that. I mean, we're talking about Bitcoin numbers, man. We're some talking Bitcoin about like shit. this is some Bitcoin these, shit. Yeah, these kids, we should stop return. calling them fishies and start calling them crypto. <laughs> <laughs> we got the crypto report. Crypto guys. report, dog. So, these little coins. So a, these little coins just ICO'd. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should be mining, folks. We should be mining. So, uh, so watch, watch Tyler. Watch Tyler watch Adams. Tyler. This entire roster is a crapshoot of, of uh, I don't know, mediocrity in a lot of ways. But 
there are a couple exciting names on here. Is there anything uh, worth mentioning about Bosnia-Herzegovina, the team we shall play? Or are they just a punching bag? Uh, no, I mean, they're a good team, but they're they're uh, not going to bring a, a, an A team. Um, I haven't seen their exact roster to know if I would know any of the players, but I've, I've gotten burnt too many times with these <laughs> January game rosters where I'm like... <laughs> It's like it's like you go on Wikipedia and like all the names are red, you know, like <laughs> so yeah, three caps, zero goals. Like you know, it, it'll be a similar situation to us. So like for me, I'm I'm uh, you know I I I do enjoy seeing European teams come in particular because the technical level, like the default technical level, is just so much higher than yeah. than our technical level, and yeah. so they tend to boss the game. They, they they tend to possess well. Like we saw that with with freaking Iceland sent their B team. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year. Yeah, it was the year before. And 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 still, you know, could could just like pass circles around us because they spend all their time in these training centers in the middle of winter. So anyway, but I I, I expect it to be uh to be challenging, and um you know even though we've heard of none of the players, I, I certainly don't expect it to be a, a, a advantage to the U.S. I think it'll be a pretty even game. They're usually you know kind of crappy affairs, but hopefully we can find a a, a moment or two to to. Uh, to enjoy and to you know set us up for for the future and give us some some more data about some of these uh, some of these young yeah. coins new, yeah, new we're, to market we're, we're we're grasping at straws a little bit but but it is true that that uh, you know they, they, anything can happen uh, this is not going to feel folks the way we want it to feel until the World Cup in Russia has passed us by it's, it's, so so just know that. That's your, this is your grain, I'm handing you a grain of salt, you know what I mean? Put that on your tongue, and tune into this game. Just watch it. Just watch it it's for what like, it is. It, it, it's like reverse senioritis. It's like your you know, second semester looking forward to the next semester, kind of. It's like, but it, it's merely to get out of this painful purgatory that we're in. <laughs> right. But, yeah. hey, look, let me, let me flip it around a little bit, because... Uh, you know, we've said on this show, the 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 only silver lining to this situation is well, the, the silver lining is that we get to blow everything up, we get to start over, which we're doing it to as as large a degree as could be expected, I suppose. Um, there's new president, and then you look at like a roster like this, and it's like you know, no, I don't think many players who appeared in qualifying at all. So um, so so that's good, uh, but you know, to me, this six months is our secret weapon. You know, this, this is where we make or break the next cycle. If we can, if, if, you know, they're starting to do the right things behind the scenes, they're, they're courting some of these coaches, there should be, you know, uh, Yogi Love should be getting some care packages from us. You know, people should be making phone calls like, Hey, just letting you know, if things don't work out, we're interested, you know? So, so this six months, I want to see on the field, off the field, organizationally with this new president, with, uh, with U.S. soccer media, with, you know, with public relations and, and uh, some of the programs that, that U.S. soccer is running. I want to see this time taken advantage of. It's like, okay, yeah, we missed, but we have this head start. And what are we going to do with the head start? What, what, when, we, when we wake up uh, the day after Lionel Messi uh, lifts the trophy in, uh, in, in Moscow... I what, love this where manifesting. Will we be? By the what way. have we done with our opportunity? You know, what what yeah. seeds have we sown? Um, so I hope to see that process in action on the field, and I will sit down with a beer and stresslessly enjoy this game. When is it? January twenty sixth, twenty eight, twenty eight, nine. It's a day of the week. Pacific, it's a, it's, a, it's one particular day of the week, which I do not know, but it is a day of the week. <laughs> Uh, it's at it's at nine twenty eighth nine thirty Eastern twenty eighth nine thirty Eastern. Watch it, watch it. Get 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 hype. Yes, man. Just just remember that f- you, when you look at Tyler Adams, you're looking at Paul Pogba. Okay, Let, get, don't get it twisted. Do Kids not get real. it twisted. And when you're and and when you're looking at Juan Agudelo, yes, indeed, you're looking at a at a useless uh, Brillo mat. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He can clean very large dishes. Soap up that noggin. Juan Agudelo, the oldest prospect of all time. The oldest, youngest. 
the, the, the oldest, oldest youth player. team player of all time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <So> ridiculous. <laughs> is he Olympics eligible? <laughs> <laughs> Fishy report. <laughs> God, I hope not. For Will, for Will Trap and Juan Agudelo, forever young. Stay forever for, young, Will Trap. They wanna be forever <laughs> Agudelo. Oh, if, if anyone refers to Jossi Zardes as a young player, I will also punch a wall. If, if he either plays or he's considered a young player. So annoying, yeah. Get us out of here. All right, all right, all right. So, guys, we managed to get... Uh, the, the interim head oh, kind yeah. of important person, the interim head important decision maker, Dave Sarakin, uh, of the USMNT. He, he's, he's the interim intermediate intermediary. <laughs> In, he's, For he's, some U.S. teams. Some. He's being looked at by Inter yeah. Milan. He's, uh, he's, he's on our show these days. He's actually, we got him signed to an exclusive yep. contract, so he doesn't do any other shows. Uh, and he's yeah, going to be uh, reading uh, uh, some Max and Herc, Max and Herc wanted him. Max and Herc wanted him, and you know they <laughs> called, but we took him to dinner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we showed him at his house that with swag, carpet. with We the People swag, <laughs> and he, you know, he made a tough choice, and and he went with us. So yeah. so Dave Sarakins on will be on the air later later this episode. Yeah, later uh, this reading app. reviews. The thing we're really truly excited about is that we have actual reviews from you guys. Thank you for reviewing our show. Thank uh, if, you. If if you would like to help us, if for some reason you wanna you wanna support our podcast, uh, do so by reviewing us on iTunes with five stars and saying some in, words. In the way that that you uh, you you take pity with someone who's broken down by the side of the road. Yeah, for, that's four the and a half years have. from their destination. <laughs> Yeah, and if only they had gone help, left, help, help, they'd be help there by now. Help your boys out, all right? Help your boys out. iTunes Five review. Stars. It's the, the biggest thing you can do to help our show. Re- review it on iTunes. It helps other people find it and be sad like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's all be sad together. Uh, do that. Uh, also, we have uh, merch. Is the merch live? Are we... what? How do they? How do uh, they no, buy? but but I have an update. I have an update. So uh, our last merch provider, if you ordered a shirt, you are a god, and we you're love a saint. You. Uh, the the uh, shirts they took a long time to print, and that was because our old shirt provider gave us some some trubs. So we're moving away from that that shirt provider to a different shirt provider. But consequently, we're going to be able to um, get shirts printed whenever people want. So so we'll we'll have a little storefront. Anybody can pop on there. Uh, Kanika and buy a shirt. Uh, <laughs> Kanika, don't don't worry about it. We got you. Send in love. Uh, so can you? <laughs> we're gonna have a merch store with with more than one item, uh, more than just shirts. We got some some baby stuff, some um, maybe some like fridge magnets, beach towels, stuff like that. Coffee mugs, whatever whatever you desire. Yeah. Um, coffee mugs for your <laughs> for your uh, three fingers of whiskey during this. <laughs> Bosnia, Herzegovina, friendly. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so be on the be, Bolo, Bolo, the merch store. The merch store is coming. Uh, I think it's gonna be fun, man. I think it's gonna be a good time. Is there anything else uh, you want to get to before we we sign off with the peeps? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I think we we ought to we ought to go into the uh, presidential election a tiny bit on the next show after after the game. We'll we'll cast our eye and maybe we'll even do a emergency pod if something truly crazy happens yeah if something crazy um, balls occurs yeah yeah uh but uh but but um r- you know read read what you can a lot of the candidates have been doing like the, uh, a lot of uh, media outlets have been doing like uh, asking the same questions of eight of the candidates and and they're pretty interesting not not just because the person has uh importance which they do but not to the degree that everyone says um, but the, you know, just like the real presidential election, it's more of a kind of bellwether of like what the philosophy is behind, you know, the organization and the way that this country is going to approach soccer. Um, and so, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, interesting and good ideas out there and I encourage people to get, get involved and get kind of active in it and, uh, think about, think about these ideas because the more voices there are, the more we can change things. This is true, and guys, don't forget, go out and play some pickup. Get out there with a soccer ball, invite other people to play. You know what I mean? Go, Make go, a sign. Go, 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 just go, just go, just do it. Be free. 
If you if you've been playing pickup, maybe join a team. Just join it. Join it. Join an adults league team. Maybe much. Uh, folks, I very much. <laughs> that's fucking let's get the fuck out of here no yeah next time next next <laughs> next episode we'll be back with a review of what will inevitably be an epic game versus bosnia herzegovina and um you know let's uh let's also discuss the uh nil nil incoming election <laughs> snooze fest. buckle in <laughs> guys i just love i love it uh when when the snow is like kind of melty so you can do a a long slide on on the sidewalk you know i I like i like me a long slide on the sidewalk i know it's dangerous not everybody enjoys that sometimes it happens by accident you probably get scared but but when you do it on purpose it's nice i i I also like um uh, a good breeze when, when it's when it's pleasant, uh, I hate it when I get hit in the face with foreign objects. But but a nice pleasant breeze is is excellent, and uh, and and I I for sure love a good solid high five. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Let's fucking go. Let's go, boys. Twenty twenty two. Here we come. Here we go. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Calling all soccer fans by Jig Forest. This is the best soccer podcast I've heard in a while. These guys are dope. Give it a listen. Great pod by Falkenstein Law. Love the pod. Love the information. And I also use it as a support group for my Omar Galaxy anxiety. It was bad before. Now I'm a new man. <laughs>